One of the things that we've said before is the importance and the necessity of defining our terms. If you're in a debate with someone, sometimes part of the problem in the debate, if you have two different definitions of a word, there can be confusion or misunderstanding. And so it is important to understand what we're talking about. And in particular, for example, is the word regeneration. It's mentioned here uh, that true believers and regenerate. What does it mean to be regenerate? What does it mean to be born again or born from above? Who causes it? What is it? Is it a complete change of the person into a new cre creation, new creature? Or is it some uh, thing that you do? Another way of asking the question, what comes first, regeneration or faith? Uh, the people that uh, sent in these complaints would say that faith causes regeneration. Faith precedes regeneration. We understand in the Bible, regeneration is the work of the Holy Spirit applying the work of Christ to us. It is a sovereign work of grace. So regeneration precedes grace. And regeneration is a significant event. It is probably the most important event in your life beyond your birth, even greater than your birth, is being born a second time because you escape death. You're born dead. You're born in death. Regeneration is being brought to life. It's resurrection. So as we read the rejection of errors here, notice the error that true believers and regenerate can sin the sin unto death or against the Holy Spirit. In other words, we can fall and God can fail. Believe that? He has begun a good work, will not complete it until the day of Christ, unless you help God do it. Being regenerate means to be a new creation. What did Paul say? We are new creatures in Christ. The old things have passed away. Behold, some things have become new. Is that what the passage says? No, what does it say? All things have become new. A radical transformation. We're regeneration from the dead. He makes us alive. All of these are the definition. And so uh, the question is, what about the statement by John about a sin unto death? Stop and think about it. The term itself for a regenerate person would be contradictory. Sin that leads to death. A regenerate person is alive in Christ. Can that person sin and die spiritually if he's already alive in Christ? The answer is no. There's a contradiction in terms. In other words, it's not only the reprobate Esau, not the elect of God Jacob. Does that mean that we don't do anything? No. What does, Paul, what does Peter say? Make your calling and election sure. There's that perseverance. But again, there's an error here. And again, notice that in our text that the answer is verse 18. We know that whoever is begotten of God, born of God, regenerated, sins not, meaning a sin of that character, the sin unto death, the sin uh, against the Holy Spirit, but 
he that is begotten of God keeps himself and the evil one does not touch. So John actually explains what he means in the passage. And so it's taken out of context, misapplied. Uh, the correction is the scriptures themselves. The other error, paragraph 5, is the insufficiency of scripture and the insufficiency of the working of the Holy Spirit through these means. Notice that. For uh, that without a special revelation, we can have no certainty of future perseverance in this life. You hear, you hear that? I don't know about you. When I hear that language, my hair goes up on the back of my neck. The idea that I need to have a special revelation from God to know whether I'm elect and whether I will persevere. I was saved out of that environment. Uh, the Lord told me such and such. No, the Bible is sufficient. And that's what this passage is saying. What does it do? It attacks the comfort we have in resting in Christ. It removes that comfort. But notice, what does it say at the very end? What is the evidence? There is their evidence? Yes. That is the marks proper to the children of God and the very constant promises of God. And I think that's the basis, right? Does God ever break his promise? No. Very good. God has, keeps his promise. God is faithful. And God's promise is yes and amen. Does that bring comfort to us? Yes. Yeah, if I focus on myself, I'm, I'm, I like the one song that I was listening to yesterday. My faith is like shifting sand, right? If I stood on my faith, I would be down. But I don't. I stand on the rock of Christ. I stand on the promises of God. God's word is yes and amen. And I see the work of the Spirit in my life. I know that uh, he who's begun that work will complete it. Or like, he, like it says in the passage, no creature can separate us, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you a creature? Have you been created by God? Are you a creature? Let me read it again. No creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Does that include you? You hear the difference. You hear that. And he that keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that we abide in him by the spirit which he gave us. So he does give us the spirit, but we have to be careful not to be looking for a new Bible, new, new revelation from God, special revelation from God. Amen? Amen.